Before we get started today, we have a special super sponsorship. In fact, it's not even a sponsorship because this person's not even paying us. It's actually one of our good friends, Barty Golriz. That's right. He is the creator of Appy Weather and Rough, two amazing applications built with Xamarin, which is very, very cool. He's sponsored the podcast before, but the reason that we're doing this sponsorship at the beginning is that he actually just wrote a 200-page book on independent app development. Barty was a longtime developer, went independent developer, all up, left his job, did everything, started up Appy Weather, and his 200-page book, which is called Keep Going, is coming out today, the day that this podcast releases. It's an absolutely delightful journey of his applications going from early Windows to Windows Phone all the way to Android and Next for iOS. It's his journey in full transparency every month, every sale, every dollar he made, and the struggles that kept him up at night and also that he celebrated. For Merge Conflict listeners, that's every single one of you here is giving us $15 off. That's bonus. It's only $10 off normally, but for all of our listeners, $15 off. You can go to mergeconflict.fm slash keep going. I want to read a passage here from it because I think it's super duper awesome. And really, I think really hit me near and dear. This is on the very beginning of when he was creating an application and talking about how he is creating different features, and he was worried that other people would copy it. He says, regardless if people actually copy them, it's it's actually liberating when you accept that features can easily be copied and bettered at any time. Experiences, however, can't. Nothing beats the original. Think of yourself. The best version of you is you. If you ever try to be someone else, you're at best a runner-up. I wasn't confident then. Competition was a scary concept. Today, the only competition I'm in is with myself. I'm not worried about losing users to other apps. I expect users to switch. Heck, I encourage it when we're not a match. I know better to be peer pressured than to be peer pressured to stay away from my vision. I'm not going to change for them, and I don't want them to have to adapt either. People have different tastes and preferences. The good news is there's a lot of people, and not many need to get what you're doing so you can keep doing it. Build for a specific person and you'll have an audience. No matter the competition, you have an alternative. It's really early entry in the book. I highly recommend you check it all out. I'm actually reading it. And as Frank knows, I don't read books. So that means it's very, very special. And I've enjoyed every single word that I've read thus thus far. Go to mergeconflict.fm slash keep going. I'll put a link in the show notes for $15 off the book and support independent development. If you like books, it's going to be awesome and you will enjoy it. It's an e-version, so it's an e-book. You can just download it. It's on Gumroad, which is something that Frank uses as well to sell applications. And there's a very long, amazing sponsorship because we like Barty. He also gave an awesome talk at um, .com not too long ago. Frank, you didn't know that was coming, did you? Not at all. And I'm excited because A, late-breaking news, B, something I'm very, very interested in because uh, when you're an independent app developer, you're kind of independent and you have no idea what other people are doing and how they're doing it and how they're feeling about it and all that stuff. So I'm really looking forward to getting another perspective on all that. I'm just realizing, I guess that's what we're doing on this podcast, too. So what a perfect fit. (laughs) I think it's been fun, you know, all these years to talk about our journey and the things that are ups and our downs. And as we're learning and stumbling through things and attempting to become experts, 
Um, there is some transparency. I, I really like uh, Barty actually, like I said, he goes through and he talks about his actual download numbers. He talks about the dollars that, that not only came in, but that he took home at the end of the day and how that was, was going through. So I think that's very, very fascinating. We've never really gotten to that granular level, I would say. Um, but you know, that's a day in life of a developer. One of my favorite podcast episodes was under the radar when, um, Dave was a David, right? That's been a while since this podcast. He was releasing, I think C plus plus or one of the run plus plus apps. And mm -hmm. he documented like the journey of getting and submitting and waiting for approval and releasing it and it going live. And like, it, it was a very, I was like, I've lived this and I'm listening to someone else live it and their journey and their struggle. And, and that to me is very fascinating. Yeah. In terms of promoting the competition, that's a great podcast to listen to also under the radar. So shout out to them. Uh, and that passage that you read was really interesting too, because I kind of see it as we each have to find a way to stay sane in the very weird and competitive app store world and writing these apps with, you know, all the excitement of all the conferences and all that stuff that are once a year. The rest is just a lot of alone time, just, you know, trying to find your way through the store. So again, the more perspective that you can get on that. And I'm just way too bashful to ever talk about numbers and dollars. <laughs> I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you. It's uh, it's something and we were going to talk about Google IO or build coming up. There's a lot of things going on. We have WWDC coming up. But I figured today, Frank, we would talk about home security. What a segue. <laughs> Unrelated topics. <laughs> or are they? No, we'll, we'll find a way to call back to the, <laughs> to the well, promo in the beginning. The, <laughs> the issue really is with an app in general. So let me go ahead and break this down and where we're at, because I'm not necessarily that fascinated in home security. The real topic today is talking about security itself and authentication and end-to-end -end encryption and Ooh. video encryption. And Ooh. yeah, I love that stuff. I, I, I am here for the end-to-end -end encryption stuff. So home security, I can't wait for a home security story. These are always hilarious. Yeah, because, you know, there's always all these big bullet points in marketing biz, which is everything's, you know, encrypted and military grade and 128-bit and all, you know, all these things. And uh, this week, um, there was a security flaw, or I would say a software bug, a back-end bug with the Eufy security cameras. Now, I actually am an owner of the Eufy security camera systems in which um, this did not affect me or so I think or know or who knows what mm. happened. Uh, it would have been about 3 a.m. my time, so everyone would have seen darkness outside of the doors. <laughs> um, but um, I was always in the hunt and search for like a smart doorbell and some security cameras in and around sure. the house. And the, the Eufy system... Um, was from Anchor, and I know Anchor, the company, A-N-K-E-R, and the Eufy security line, and I have some of their other products that have been good. The nice thing with Eufy is that they are a single purchase um, system with a hub that records the video so you don't have to pay for a subscription service, and there is no subscription um, to store videos either. It's all on this hub that um, has internal um, uh, tiny you know, flash memory of 16 gigs on it for their outdoor cameras, for their indoor cameras. Um, they just record on an SD card because they're indoor cameras. There's no need for them to be doing any, you know, transmission. They just connect to Wi-Fi directly. Now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This is, 
this is uh I, I wasn't expecting that actually because the the few cameras that I've been buying have been uh purely cloud they didn't do the the mm. hub approach so that's really interesting that's actually new to me I've been doing the find the cheapest one on Amazon blindly subscribe to whatever service they have and look at me i can control the camera from the internet so yeah i don't really pay that much attention it's actually i have no idea where videos are stored i'm realizing (laughs) (laughs) some server in some country Uh, that's a good question Uh, and and that's what drew it drew me to it because i was looking at rings and all these other ones i was like i am not going to pay another thing And, and and there are really really expensive closed circuit systems that you can buy kind of like if you were sure in a store but but those are all wired and, and this attracted me because the outdoor cameras are battery powered so you install them and you can just plug them up or put a solar panel tiny little attachment that they have too and there's no wires there's not you know nothing at all and and the they will just last forever and they will just go or the batteries last six to twelve months and they do all the things that you would want you can open the app you can view the feed and, and all that stuff it records clips and they're all stored on that little device, which is great. And you can clear it out with a click of a button, Frank, or download it to your phone. And, and to me, this, this has been great. I've had it for, I don't know, nine months, 10 months, something like that. Recommend it. Still like it. So what have you gotten the most of cars, dogs running by people? What's this thing recording? Bears. Have you gotten bears? Some deers, some deers. Ooh, very nice. We had lots of cars, so many cars. Yeah, Um, the cameras get so distracted by these cars. I'm semi-interested in the, like, object recognition Mm -hmm. on the security side of all this. Like, just for those clips, because I set one of these up at my parents' house, and all it does is watch the cars (laughs) drive by. Yeah. So one of my favorite features (laughs) that does do machine learning on device for object detection the indoor cameras do, uh, I think, a few different ones. They do, they do people, and they do pets, and they do, they might do cars, but or then all motion. The all the other cameras do people, or sometimes they're trees, but but, but <laughs> yeah, exactly, but pe- people, uh, people, or or all motion. So what I have set up is all the cameras I do only show me people, um, but then at night it automatically turns into all motion mode. Okay, because. Okay. Obviously, at night and night vision, which it has built into with with IRs, right? It, it it's only so good. So that's one of the the things is I get very minimal things during the day because it's only doing people. Mostly, I have a lot of videos of me <laughs> walking outside the house, and mm-hmm. then at night, it's all the cars going up and down the street, and and it because it's like I'll just do everything. It's better to it's better to be safe than sorry. That's I'm assuming their their motivation there. Um, but yeah, but, but that's kind of what we do. But sometimes, yeah, there's, there's, uh, critters or cats or whatever around, um, nothing, no, no terrible shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> there, there has been a person that, uh, that like that did come by one time and try to open the car door, just kind of, oh, is this unlocked? Yeah, well, let's see. Mm-hmm. But, um, but nothing, nothing terrible. And that was the thing is like, you don't know, cause that would have happened anyways, but I just wouldn't have known about it and it wouldn't have been a big deal. But now I do know about it because the camera told me. So in a world where if a tree falls, et cetera, et cetera. Anyways, let me get back to, to back 
um, the hack. There, there's a hack. So let me just give a takeaway from that rant. Um, so you have a lot of data, it sounds like, sitting on a server. So what was this hack? Were people mm. hacking into your server or were they hacksering into the live feed? And by hack, I mean, it sounds like this is actually just a security mistake. What happened? <laughs> so, yeah, this is a great question. So uh, so apparently I uh, I woke up. Everything was fine. Um 12 hours went by and, and Heather in her Apple news feed found an article that said, if you own Eufy security cameras, re- turn them off and on and reboot them and blah, blah, blah. And it says Ooh. a bug let Eufy security camera owners access strangers feeds. Um, now, here's what the official statement from Eufy which, uh, and, and Anchor, which said, due to a software bug during our latest server upgrade at 4.50 a.m. Eastern, so 1.50 our time, a limited number, point zero zero one percent i don't know how many people that is quite a bit of our users were able to access video feeds from other users cameras our engineering team recognized this issue 40 minutes later and fixed it an hour after that um and apparently Mm. this this affected most people and the the reason that i heard and most people did is because there's a lot of people on reddit that said oh my goodness i logged into the application i don't see any of my cameras but i see like someone would be in New Zealand. They're like, I see these people in Florida and I see inside their house and I can see all their past recorded videos and are outside their house. Right. And that's scary. It seems like most people, it is unintentional, right? You open the app and you're like, Whoa, what's going on? Get out of there. That's, you know, I'm imagining if someone that's hacking it is trying to hack and then, you know, I've seen those videos where people hack in to whatever video cameras and then they have, they have microphones. So they say something or scare you or whatever, right? That's creepy and bad. And that's why you don't have cameras inside of your house. Pro tip, <laughs> don't put a camera in your house. I don't, I wouldn't, I don't do it. I have an indoor camera. It's in the garage, but you know, and it's staring at cars and that's it. You know what I mean? So I, I have three cameras staring at me right now, but I guess they're not security cameras. They're not supposed to be on. I get angry when they're on. Yeah. True. So, yeah. so for an hour and 40 minutes, if you were one out of a thousand people, you saw someone else's cloud account. <laughs> they, they basically swapped the cl- uh, account tokens or something silly like that accidentally. Is that one of the point zero zero one? Uh oh, I'm sorry. You're right. That would be sorry because it's it's percent, right? So yeah. two more zeros. Yeah, one out of ten thousand. No, still doing it wrong. Hundred thousand. <laughs> Hundred thousand. But let's go with that. You know what? I swear, I 10, promised 000. I would never do math on the air. Okay. Anyway, some number. So not not a lot, and an hour and forty minutes. Sounds like a semi-honest mistake to me, you know? Um, It honestly sounds familiar. I feel like there was another story like this where accounts got kind of swapped around accidentally. Um, But I'm grasping at straws to try to remember what it was. And the company fixed it as quickly as they could. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Of course, I wish the world was error-free, but... As we're all getting like these ridiculously cheap devices and using very sophisticated networks to do things, there are going to be hiccups like this. You know, I don't think this is the last that we'll have of these kinds of things. But Frank, I am told 
on the website that it has military grade encryption, 128 bit, and that the encrypted data and footage can only be accessed into logging into the account. Okay, well, here we go. Here we go. Now we can go down the encryption rabbit hole of how should their account system actually work to guarantee that no one in by by the laws of mathematics are allowed to see your videos no matter even if the account tokens get swapped okay so uh they say they have encryption what did they say they're encrypting they say that they are um using 256 bit encrypted connection Mm. so they're using ssl good for them (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it says military grade AES 256 data encryption ensures our footage is kept it's private military grade. on transmission and storage. So on the wire, it's uh, it's encrypted. Yeah, right. So when you say encrypted, you, you have to first ask, but where's the key? Who has mm. the key? That is everything. That is, it doesn't matter how you encrypt it. Like who has access to the key? Mm. Who can decrypt it? Because an encrypted thing with a key is not really encrypted. So it's sounding like (laughs) they're sharing some keys (laughs) and they're not actually doing end-to-end encryption here. So my my assumption is how this works is because they also recommended rebooting the system and and then also logging out of the app and re-logging into the app is, does this mean that this encryption that they're saying, or the key, right? The encryption is encryption. It's standard encryption. You can encrypt anything, but you're right. The key is what matters. I think this is a great point to talk about here is, is this, is the key is on the server and my device to enable it somehow, which means when I log in, a key is created and that key is probably associated with my login And when I open the app, it says, hey, this email address, whatever hash has this key. And that is correlated to this other device or whatever. And you are allowed to view these videos, I guess, and unlock that encrypted bit or whatever. And I would say that that's actually a pretty decent, it's not perfect, but that is a pretty decent form of security right there, if they are doing it that way. My guess is they're not exactly doing it that way, though. My guess is that they're sharing um, a key a bit more, that like um, all videos from that camera use a certain key or something like that. And that's why... They're just uh, in the transmission. They're just using SSL. That's why when you are given access to the right URL, you're able to just download that video, hmm. that kind of stuff. I, I like um, where I'm getting hung up is on the end to end part. Because if we take a step back, end-to-end encryption is more of a thing in a chat scenario where you have two people trying to communicate with each other. And what you want to guarantee is that no one can decrypt that chat other than those two people. And in a home scenario, who are your two chatting people? You have the camera that's producing video. So is the camera encrypting anything? And if it is, what key is it using? Mm. Then, uh, who's receiving that data? Is my phone receiving it or is someone's server receiving it? And in that case, do they have the decryption key to that camera? Or is it more of a public key, private key thing where they can 
um, only kind of transmitted along, along with its uh, public key, or all these other very fun scenarios. But it really does come down to who's doing the encryption, who's storing the key, and who has access to that key. Yeah, because they never say anywhere that it's end-to-end encryption, encrypted. That they never say yeah. that anywhere, and that's 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 what Apple says when we'll get to HomeKit and HomeKit secure video. Is it's end-to-end encrypted, which means even Apple cannot see your video, right? But if Yuffie has the key, they can see the video. Yeah, and we can imagine a wonderful world where. Um, just my phone has the key to unlock that video. Mm-hmm. Yuffie can't see it. You know, the moment it's out of the camera, no one can unsee it. No one can see it except for me because I have the key on my phone. You know, it's not even on a server or anywhere. The problem is that is super inconvenient <laughs> because you want other people to be able to view that video. You want to be view that video um, on different devices or through a web interface. Mm-hmm. So at some point, you are going to give up that key (laughs) and upload it to a server. And then it becomes a matter of how does their account system work? Uh, Can it create uh, subordinate keys from that? Or I keep using the word key, but I should be using the word certificate here also Mm -hmm. in different places because a key is um, decrypting the data. Their certificate is proving uh, who's allowed to access that data and who's not allowed to access that data. Uh, And, you know, so like that opens up a whole nother can of worms. And those two can be related in such a way that um, you need both to decrypt. Yeah. And, and, you know, my assumption here is that they, they have a sharing mechanism. So let's say you just install the cam. I could invite you to be a kind of my part of my family, right? which means mm-hmm. that you could see all my cameras because I'm sh- or specific cameras. And I could say, Hey, you have access to two of my six cameras, Frank, and you would see them in your app. And because I've enabled it. And if I, if I take that away, they would go away. So my, what I've been thinking is happening is that each camera has its own certificate or handshake that it's allowed. And my account basically has, here's all six or whatever, let's say six of them there. And those six are associated with my account, right? So my account says, hey, you can see all this stuff. My assumption that probably what happened is that somewhere in the back end, when they rolled out a server update, something got shuffled around. Like whatever my account was that was associated with that, it's kind of like some keys flippity flopped around. That's (laughs) that's my assumption of what happened there. And I keep trying to imagine how that would happen from a database standpoint, because I have made database mistakes. I have made database mistakes in production servers at big telecoms. And my friend got very upset with me and I didn't know what to do. Anyway, uh, so I'm trying to imagine like what they did. I'm like, were they using like integer index and then they put it into a new table and that changed the row ID Hmm. and some queries were going against that? I don't know. But, you know, databases... It, I can I can easily see this kind of mistake. Use GUIDs everywhere, everyone. Don't use integers. You're going to mess up if you use integers anywhere. Yeah, or or something happened where they created too many. I don't know. It's very very fascinating. Okay, so so something went obviously wrong in this scenario because 
this shouldn't have happened. However, yeah, they're not the first ones that has happened to, right? And you know, when we started looking at different doorbells, I doorbells and cameras, I am under the assumption with these systems, because it's not mm-hmm. closed circuit, if it's open circuit, that anything could happen to any of these at any time, which means I'm never gonna put a camera in the house. <laughs> just, just like I don't want a washer and dryer that has Wi-Fi. I don't need I don't need that to be, I don't need my washing machine, Frank, to be on the internet. That doesn't seem very smart in any regard um, <laughs> at all. Um in, in general, like basically anything. Yeah. I, I'm not about it, but I, this is worse because they can see and listen and hear. So I don't even want microphones lingering around. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. I, uh, you know, when you first started on this, I thought you were being a little bit of a worry wart, but <laughs> I, I think you're starting to win me over because I have th- thrown caution to the wind with outdoor cameras hmm. and I don't even consider that they're doing any encryption. <laughs> I assume there's just a server out there with a bunch of .mov files that anyone could watch if they felt like it, you know? Yeah, probably. Um, because a lot of these services you just don't pay for. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know who's paying the bill. I don't understand any of the e- economics behind this. But I do know that you're not guaranteed any form of encryption or safety. So it's you're, you're just one server accident away in that yeah. scenario. Yeah. And I think that in this scenario where the, the data is stored like on an SD card or it's stored on this hub and it's not stored on their server, that, that removes one of the fees. Obviously, I, I think what's actually happening is I, I don't think that the, the video is like uploaded, right? I think what's happening is I think the hub is like exposing like an IP yeah. address locally and their server is the proxy that you're streaming between yes. that's, that's what it's doing. Right. Instead of having an IP address, it, it needs something publicly available that my phone can talk to outside of my Wi-Fi network. So it has to have a public UFI through port that's generated right. with that auth token. That's, I think what's happening. Yeah. And now we can actually talk about end-to-end encryption again from yes. a different perspective. <laughs> from before, I was talking about kind of storage, uh, either locally or storage on a server. Mm. In this case, you're streaming it through the app. And this is half the reason I get these little uh, cheap cloud cameras is because I don't want to like expose ports on my home network. It's yeah. hard. I used to be able to do it. UPnP was never a thing. It never works. And so all of these things proxy that data. Mm-hmm. So again, the question just comes down to who is doing the decryption? Are they proxying encrypted data or are they proxying um, unencrypted data? My guess is it's unencrypted mm-hmm. only so that they can downsample the data. Yeah, These cameras are picking up way more data than you necessarily want to stream to a little device or something like that. And the easiest way to have that feature is to be able to decrypt the video, downsample it, and send it along its way. And so in that case, I really doubt it's end-to-end. But I could be surprised. But if it was end-to-end encrypted, we probably wouldn't have had this leak. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I think you're right in that regard. And, and because what they do say is that these cameras also support HomeKit secure video, which is something Ooh. that I was not necessarily aware of. And there is this Home app. I don't know if you've seen it on your iPhone. Frank maybe deleted the app. Have you? There's a home I, button. Have you seen this? 
I, I, I set it up. I set up multiple homes with multiple rooms, like my dream homes. And I tried to put light bulbs in each one, but I, I still haven't bought a home device. So, no. Yeah, you know, HomeKit is like the uh, home automation that doesn't really work with anything. Uh, you know, or does it? it, it I don't know. I, I honestly haven't checked in on it in a while. What they need to do is just support Alexa. Like, they just need to get along, you two. Mm. And it, it would be such a deal changer. I would use the app all the time because Amazon's app is terrible, and I trust Apple to write a better app. So I, I kind of wish things just got along, but they don't. I, I kind of fell in love with, um, and on iOS, actually, when you swipe up from the bottom, I have my Philips Hughes connected, the hub connected to it, and all my light bulbs show up. We only have three light bulbs. We used to have a lot more. But they actually show up, the most recently used ones show up in underneath the brightness thing. So oh I'm in God. here and, and you can easily turn that on and off without after going into the home app at all. It's very delightful. Uh, and my Echo B is on there. So basically I have Hughes, Echo B, and now I have these and the Apple TV also too. Here's an interesting thing about HomeKit and HomeKit Secure Video. HomeKit does seem to support more, does support the Philips Hughes. They have like very strict requirements. It's like it can only do these things. But the Apple TV with the security camera, um, it is the thing in your house that does the um, the AI machine learning. On it's, It stays in Ooh. your house, right? So they, I mean, because that way they're like, hey, if we do it for you, then these devices can just be a dumb, you know, video camera and, and we'll do the processing. The Eufy app and the Eufy devices do it automatically and they're communicating to the hub. But let's just say you had a camera that had none of those things. Well, your Apple TV is just sitting around just doing nothing. And I apparently the goal, because I think what's fascinating is the idea of a HomeKit secure video is that you have a video camera that supports HomeKit. And you should have the option to set it up in HomeKit or not set it up at all. Does that make sense? <laughs> um, or, or sorry, are, are you saying sorry. you don't want apps? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. So you can, so you should be able to set it up in HomeKit or set it up in the manufacturer's app, right? Like, so in this ideal world, I should be able to mm -hmm. set up my Eufy camera only in HomeKit or only in the Eufy app or both. Like, but would that be duplicate? But why would I have it in two apps, right? Um. Well, what's the situation now? That's not the situation. The situation for Eufy, at least, is that you have to set it up inside of their app first, and then from the app, it connects it into HomeKit. I think. I'm okay. still testing yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense if you think of it from the HealthKit perspective, where Apple keeps trying to write these apps where other apps feed data into them. Yes. You could even say that's what Apple TV is in some ways. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that makes sense from a design conceptual perspective i i haven't done it myself i keep wanting to get one of my cheap little iot devices to talk to HomeKit, but i have not succeeded yet and i definitely haven't tried a video camera through it in fact you talking about it here is honestly the first time i heard that you can do video cameras in HomeKit. so yeah. that's kind of blowing my mind to start with and apparently how it works is 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 that it's sampling video at different rates and, and the, the camera's doing obviously the motion detection and turning on and determining when to send feed to and from home 
the home app. But if you have the home app open, it turns them all on and it starts sampling them and shows you previews in, in, in near real time. I think it updates every 10 seconds, uh, basically, and gives you another frame if you have the app open. You can click on it and and it you know shows you shows you everything you want. And what's cool is that you can um, you can set it up to record when you're at home, when you're away, and you use only the iPhone's location. You're giving Apple the location, right? You're not giving Eufy your home location, right? At any in any way, but you can set up home and away mode, and you can have it stream enable streaming of video. You can have it record video, which is stored in iCloud automatically for you. Um, one mm-hmm. there's different, you actually have to pay Apple for different things, but it's unlimited storage, but certain cameras based on certain plans, it's a little bit weird. You can fine tune the notifications. You can do face recognition, which is kind of cool based on your photos and, and different things like that. But it did put my cameras into different modes. Like it turned off certain features or non different features. Like it, it basically, if it doesn't fit into the home kit, it puts it into a home kit mode, which is like, this is the mode that Apple requires the camera to be in to work fully, but it actually works really well. And my favorite part is that on my Mac, I can see all of my cameras right from the home app on my MacBook, which is kind of mind boggling. Awesome. You're making me jealous. I'm 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 not gonna complain about the Amazon family of home control devices. I'm not gonna do it. You're making me very jealous. And just because I don't want to be too bad of a developer, I've been scrolling through the HomeKit documentation <laughs> while you've been talking. I'm like, how easy is it to just like put data into it? But you know, it's it's a pretty nice API. I, I should definitely take a closer look at it. And they have opened up in the do-it-yourself world. So they have whole sections on here about if you are doing non-commercial stuff and they document the protocols that you can follow so that you can create devices for it. I don't know if I could switch myself completely over to it, but I like the idea of, you know, it's that old, I trust Apple to encrypt my data kind of thing. I don't know why, you know, someday Apple might swap accounts too. Maybe I'll get someone else's. That's what it was, James. On App Store Connect, one time Apple flipped the accounts and people were seeing different people's apps. Oh, interesting. So they made that same mistake. Anyway, <laughs> um, at least now, um, at least now you can uh, build your own apps for it. And hmm, I'm interested. I'm interested. I trust yeah. Apple to do the encryption. I, I just don't understand how it works because they say HomeKit secure video is end-to-end encryption to route streaming cameras, but I don't understand how it works because if if I if I connect, like, like how does it communicate? You know what I mean? Like how how does it work? Because I don't. And it, it says that HomeKit. Well, uh, for routers, we'll have a, a virtual network, right? That makes sense. But like, how does it work? Yeah. Gosh, you know, and it's such a wild, wild west with those cameras. So I've been talking about about those, the cloud-enabled ones. But uh, simple IP cameras are really popular right now. They've come down in price, too. Mm. But they all have, like, their own super custom weird streaming protocol. There's technically a standard, but they all support different levels of the standard. So it really does make me wonder, would cameras like that 
work in HomeKit. I'm kind of doubting it. They probably need to, as you say, go into HomeKit mode, whatever that means, and do whatever the app wants. Maybe in that HomeKit mode is actually using a different set of encryption keys. That's why it can't do things simultaneously. Maybe it's under Apple's control like that. But at the same time, such a wild, wild west with those cameras out there. I don't know what the trust at what level. Yeah. And it does say that according to this, you need a home hub and a home hub is an iPad, HomePod or Apple TV that's around on your network. So the question I have is, are they in this case, right? They are routing like Eufy is routing traffic through their servers. I guess the question is when you set up HomeKit, is it like, hey, Eufy, instead of using your server, use Apple server? which is actually my Apple TV, which has probably some secure Apple yeah. IP magical thing, which is going through it. I guess that's maybe that's how it works. It would be nice. I, I, I would be okay with that scenario. That sounds logical to me. That's kind of what I was saying about the keys. I, I get hung up on that terminology, but that's what I... Uh, yeah, so... And that would explain why you don't really want to run this on your iPhone. <laughs> you need to have a device that's always on so it can do like a little ping pong, keep each other alive kind of thing, probably. I am curious when, when you were talking about the AI stuff. I, I, I'm still really unclear on is the camera doing it? Is my Apple hub doing it? Is my iPhone doing it? Is Eufy doing it? It sounds like it's a little bit all over the place because that has security implications too. Because to learn, you need to be able to decrypt. So where did it get the key? You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's a very good question. I do not know. <laughs> what a world we live in. Why Why do we even try to know, James? Because, because do you want... Okay, going back to, you made a strong argument for if you are going to have interior cameras, do closed circuit wires mm -hmm. and no cloud or yeah. anything. Do you think there's ever going to be a point in the future where you will change your advice and say, you know what, the cloud is secure? The thing is, I, I would like to believe so. The question is, I don't even know how to test it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how do I, I've had people that say, Hey, you, you can, you can actually see that Eufy is not sending your actual video to their servers because if you unplug the, the hub from the internet, you, and you're on Wi-Fi, you can still stream, right? So it's doing something which is like, Hey, if you're on Wi-Fi, if your phone's on Wi-Fi and you can connect locally to stream over the local connection, obviously if you're not on Wi-Fi, you wouldn't be able to do it because it doesn't know how to mm -hmm. communicate. But the question is, yeah, can home kit do that right where I unplug certain things and, and I know, but how do I even monitor my network traffic? Like I've seen all these reports of people going through and diagnosing and looking where this server and what's communicating with all these servers. I'm like, I don't know until like, I would like for Apple to sell, I guess I'd sell a router again. And if that's the case, then maybe I'll feel secure about all my network traffic, but I don't know, man. I'm just, I think the thing is, in any, in anything that can see and listen, just assume the worst. <laughs> so don't put one in your bedroom 
or monitoring your little kids or, you know, or your animals or, or anything that is, you know, I don't know, personal data. I don't know. That, I, I guess I don't even, I don't even know if I could trust my computer that I'm on. Yeah. I was so freaked out. I was mining some Dogecoin. Um, and <laughs> okay. I, I was like, okay. I was like, okay, well my Doge wasn't mining very fast. It was just an experiment to see how the M1 processor went. And then I was like, now I feel dirty. So I'm just reformatting my entire machine. So I just did. I just reformatted the entire machine because I, like, I don't know. I don't have no idea what this command line thing is doing. I just reformatted everything. Even though I created a separate account and ran it under that separate account, I was like, I'm reformatting everything. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I trust anything anymore. <laughs> uh, you can trust Docker. Okay. So, there you pro go. tip to anyone out there, do, do your mining under Docker. <laughs> That's my, well, I actually on Windows, I, I booted up a Hyper-V uh, Linux machine. So not WSL, but I just went into Hyper-V and I said, give me a new Linux machine. And five seconds later, I had a brand new Linux machine. And then I just started mining there and then it, it worked, but it was very slow. It was only like 1000, whatever the, it was like 0.0. It was like 0.2 Doge a day or something. That's not fast enough for me. <laughs> more Doge. I need more Doge. Anyways, uh, maybe you know, I, I would I, like to think. <laughs> I've been uh, scrolling through. Apple has a very large HomeKit uh, uh, protocol specification, and they have whole sections for IP cameras. And I've been mm. scrolling through trying to find what are the details here in the uh, security configuration and all that. But I haven't quite fully figured it out as far as i can tell from their spec it goes through the same amount of encryption as all other data that you would be transmitting through HomeKit. Mm. so it looks like they have a kind of a unified security model don't take my word for it i'm just kind of getting the gist of it here but at the same time i also noticed you can create your own controllers for the apple tv Ooh, Ooh. i need to start doing that i like that yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of these things where I like these are really great like APIs and great features and just I have never had anything that really supports it. And they like honestly, like the okay, so the requirements, right, are like you have to have an iPhone or an iPad or iPad touch with this version. You have to have a home app set up on these things, and you have to have an Apple ID with iCloud, you have to have a home hub, and you have to have a secure video camera. You have to have the supported plan. Whereas like I just bought a Eufy camera and I plugged it in and it just worked in five seconds, right? So there's a convenience versus the security. And I don't think a lot of people are always taking that into consideration um, all the time. But uh, yeah, it's I'm, I'm hoping that uh, it opens up a little bit more. And they obviously have, they have a lot of restrictions too, because to do recordings with uh, iCloud and the HomeKit secure video, you need actually on the two terabyte plan to do up to mm. five cameras and I have seven cameras or six cameras. So that doesn't even work for me. So boom, oh, arbitrary. So that is, that is the very, very top limit, five cameras for home kit to be on your account. Correct. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. I could think of more cameras, but, but the, the, the thing is streaming video and storing video clips don't require an iCloud storage plan. If you want to record your video, you need, the plant or whatever. I don't know. It's weird. Like they don't go it's against your limit. It's, it's complicated, <laughs> right? Just like, you know, I feel like they'll get there, but what I want is probably Apple to make a camera. That's when I feel pretty good about it. I think. Right. Uh, you just had to mention that router they used to make. It was absurd in size, but I kind of yeah. love the old airport extreme. Yeah. If they I made like a router their... and a camera, I'm in. Yeah. Apple. Well, you know, 
Dub Dub in just a few weeks. Who knows? They might surprise us by not releasing AR anything and <laughs> just cameras, creepy Apple cams. Yeah, just cameras. Do that. And uh, I think it's going to do it for this week's merch conflict. Uh, I do hope that we get some really good, good Dub Dub stuff. But we will be back with a good Google I.O. and, of course, uh, Microsoft build updates. Lots of down in Maui stuff and down at six stuff on the way. So very exciting stuff happening there. So we'll put out an episode about that next week. Sneak peek. Um, if you want an early access to our Google I.O. talk, you can become a Patreon subscriber. Go to patreon.com slash merge conflict FM or just go to merge conflict FM. That's where you find all of our links for all the things. But that's it. That's going to do it for this week's merge conflict, Frank. Until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Kruger. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.